Live from the Momentary in Bentonville, Arkansas, it's E-Town on the Road with this week's guest from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Buffalo Nichols, our interview guest, Nate Walls, and from Los Angeles, California, the Milk Carton Kids. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Welcome, everybody. Um, we are, as Helen said, in a new place for us. We're in the Momentary in Bentonville, Arkansas, and uh, it's our first time here. I learned a little bit about this place through the ages. Historically, it was a hunting ground, of course, for the Osage people, and then about 100 years ago, it was a apple orchard, and, and then in the late 40s, it became a processed cheese factory, which it was for decades. And then it was recently transformed into a multimedia, mixed-medium space for arts and, and culture and gathering. And uh, it's also a really green building, because the greenest buildings, of course, are ones that already exist. It's a beautiful example of adaptive reuse. Where there was Velveeta, now there is art and music, and we're happy to be a part of that. So um, feels good, feels good. Um, we've been making E-Town radio shows for a long time. Um, more than 30 years. This is also the first time we've ever been in the state of Arkansas to tape a show, so we're excited about that, too. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not my first time here. I played here uh, with my band Hot Rise, but I also I hitchhiked here when I was 17 I, intentionally. I hitchhiked to Arkansas from upstate New York when I was 17 years old. And uh, I'll tell you more about that later on, but that was, um, it was my Shangri-La for a minute or two. Um, <laughs> We have a great show for you this week. We've got um, some great guests. Their music we're happy to share with you. Buffalo Nichols is here from Milwaukee. Uh, very exciting. We have um, a local hero, uh, a guest from over in Fayetteville who's doing a great job. Nate Wells is here to tell us about the work that he's doing. Um, and of course, we have our friends from Southern California, Joey Ryan and Kenneth Pattengill. They do it all. They sing. They play. They write, they badger each other. We love them. Please welcome to the stage here at E-Town our good friends, the Milk Carton Kids. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Thank you, that was a lovely introduction. Happy to be here. It, uh, we hitchhiked here yesterday. That's the start of the song, Joey. Well, I was gonna tell them all about our hitchhiking adventures. Oh. Uh, that's for later. Run. 
say I'm doing well Here on earth where can we go so we can tell The pain will slowly fade Never do wash away I can't carry you I don't know what to say I'm running free Carton kids are back here at E-Town. You guys sound great. Well, okay. hell, this is the nicest Walmart I've ever been in. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> this is spiffy. I no. should mention that um, there is a little debt you guys owe to Northwest Arkansas, which is that Joe Purdy, local uh, native son, kind of helped you launch a little bit, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah, absolutely. The first time we ran around North America was as uh, Joe Purdy's opening act and backing band, a 55-city tour. And he actually, uh, he was a good friend of ours from Los Angeles, and he, we had this burgeoning collaboration happening, me and Kenneth. But we didn't have a band name yet or anything, and he wanted us to go on this tour with him, so we had to hurry up and like decide on a band name. It's probably why we came up a little short. Uh, so that we would have something to put on the tour poster, you know, and, yeah. and start this project. But you know, the, first, the first shows we did as the Milk Carton Kids were 55 shows with Joe Purdy across yeah. North America. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your COVID time. So, so this sounds like this was a productive time, although I imagine your experiences were also really different from each other's. Like, Joey, you, you got to spend more time with your kids and uh, experience being... Um, uh, home uh, dad with no income for a period of time. <laughs> what was that like? Oh, I had almost forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, well, you know, I went, like many of us, I think I went through all the stages of grief uh, and, uh, you know, got, got signed up with a great therapist 
and uh, after a few months settled into all the you know all the great things that came from being able to be home with my two young kids who I just never really thought I would see that much I guess because we've been on tour so much for so long that I was really used to being gone about half the time and uh, I'm very grateful for the reset there the recalibration on what it's like to be home 100% of the time because yeah. I think now as this new album comes out and we, we are going to go tour the world again but I think we'll shoot for being gone like a quarter of the time instead of like half the time does that work out for you, Kenneth? Oh, his family business? Yeah, not. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice children. They don't offer very much, just in the way as contribution, you know, like entertainment and such. They just kind of take up space. Well, not to you, Kenneth. You have to engage with them. They're children. Um. You can't just... Kenneth has a Kenneth got married during the pandemic, and he got a dog. Which he's got one dog, and I've got two kids. Somehow his dog is more high maintenance than both of my kids. Well, there's a there's a COVID story. That's a, that's interesting. You got married during the the, the COVID yeah, break. Yeah, July too. 2020, and then we had a yeah. year and a half long honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's still working out, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yes, somehow it did. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, that's a lot of time that's to probably, spend. That would weed out the, the bad marriages, right? If you got married and then you had to do a year and a half honeymoon, yeah. and if it didn't go well, it was yeah. annulled, that would solve the whole problem. Yeah. The marriage crisis. Nip it in, in the America. bud before yeah. you spend 20 years and five kids later, and yeah, I get it. Yeah. Divorce <laughs> lawyers would be unhappy with that decision, but. Um, I'm just so happy you got married and you got a dog and you moved so, so you guys were productive and, and uh, did you work on your like online presence and things? You did release a live record. Like in order early... to get married? No, what no, during the about? pandemic, oh. during, during the COVID time, the Milk Carton Kids put out a live record from an older show, right? We did, although it's, it's funny to say like when, when I was, you know, setting my intentions for the, uh, my new lifestyle with my therapist, working on my online presence wasn't in the top priorities, yeah. I have to say. But we did end up doing a bunch of stuff. We started a whole online version of our, we do a variety show in Los Angeles called Sad Songs Comedy Hour. And we took it on, figured out how to sort of do it online, which is our way of staying in contact with our musical friends across the country and the world who we weren't getting to see. Yeah. So we did that. Like you, we went through our archives. Kenneth is a bit of a, well, I'm very grateful for it, but I do think it's a bit of a disorder that he's got, but he's an obsessive archivist. So we have everything that we've ever done and came in handy. <laughs> um, so we put out a couple of live albums that Kenneth culled together from the records, which are beautiful. And one of them was for raising money for a good cause. And yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't, I don't uh, judge any of this. I think all this behavior seems vaguely productive during a <laughs> shutdown when you just don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. So con I congratulate you. It's not easy to stay relevant when you are, have to stay home. Well, you know what the most beautiful thing about COVID for us was, which I know uh, what a strange sentence that is, considering it's a virus that killed millions of people and changed the way that we all understand existence and life. Uh, you're probably experiencing it the first time back, but it wasn't since we weren't allowed to do our jobs that for the first time in a decade, we really had the perspective to enjoy doing our jobs. And every single show since we've been back, except for one, but there's extenuating circumstances. <laughs> 
every single show, I found it very easy to stand next to my longtime collaborator and very close friend and be able to enjoy and play music without having the, the busyness of insecurity or ambition or career infiltrate that sacred space. And to be able to stand there with him and have that clarity and have that experience is a gift. I don't know. I hope that I would have matured to that at some point in life, but we really got a, a kind of a shock to get there. And, and that's something that we're really grateful for. That's very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Well said, Kenneth. Yeah. yeah. I think we should stop there. I think we're going to downhill. You can, Be careful. You can cut the rest of it. I don't, what was the one show that you didn't like? Oh, that, that, I'm still sore about that, so let's not talk about it. I'm sorry if it was my fault. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well honesty is, uh, is, uh, is flowing here, so I like that too. Meanwhile, um, we'll look forward to the release of this record, which is going to be in 2023 sometime, May right? 19th. This year. May 19th. May 19th. Yeah, that's the date. I don't know why he said sometime soon vaguely like it was a secret. There's, <laughs> well, it's, there's a date it's on the calendar. There's people planning around it. There's commitments we've made. <laughs> Welcome back, if you would, from Southern California, the Milk Carton Kids. So far into 
had the most beautiful scar Out on the dark So gray and so cold Echoes of the rocks alive. I know and I love. Let's take the North Country ride where it stays light so That is Kenneth Patton Gale and Joey Ryan, the Milk Carton Kids from Los Angeles, California. Their newest record is coming out in May of this year. They'll be back to play some more music a little later on in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Visit Bentonville, celebrating the historic town square, the miles of bike trails, and the city's commitment to both the visual and the performing arts. More information is available at visitbentonville.com. You're listening to E-Town.
We've got more music coming up later on, folks. Buffalo Nichols is here, and he's going to play some music. Came down from Milwaukee, and we'll have more music from the Milk Carton Kids after a while. But before we do that, I don't need to tell you, and uh, the Milk Carton Kids alluded to it, but things are a little wacky out there. We've all seen it. There is fires and floods and threats to our democracy and war in Ukraine and COVID pandemic and challenges to our economy and all kinds of stuff. And we hear about all that stuff all the time. Uh, it comes at us. So for a long time, every single show, we try to find uh, something that we can celebrate that is in fact good news, something that is uh, a story that demonstrates our humanity in one way or another. It's always pretty simple steps that people are taking in their hometowns to make things a little better on behalf of people in need, on behalf of the environment, on behalf of their community. And uh, we get to meet these folks and, and share their story on the air. This week is no exception. I called my friend Hannah Withers, whom I have known since she was a little baby. She has a place called Maxine's Tap Room in Fayetteville, and she knows a lot of people. And I called Hannah and I just said, hey, what's the story? And tell me some people who are doing great things in, in and around Northwest Arkansas. She gave me a long list. So hats off to Northwest Arkansas. There's a lot of people doing great stuff in this neighborhood. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, among the many stories that she shared with me was uh, the story of Nate Wells, who's here. He's our guest. He's the guy who um, has had a series of challenges of his own. He um, went through his own problems with uh, both drug addiction and getting in trouble in various ways. He was in the service. He found a way not only to pull himself up and get back on track, but also to lend a helping hand to those around him and those in need. He's really done a great job doing something that he has come to excel at, and that is cooking and particularly barbecue. And here to tell you more of his story is, in fact, our guest this week. Please welcome to the stage at E-Town, Nate Wells. <laughs> Nate, welcome to E-Town. Good to see you. Glad you could be here. It's a pleasure. So um, I, I shared just a tiny little bit of your story. Maybe you can fill us in. Um, where did you grow up? And, and tell, us, tell us a little about that. So um, I was born in St. Louis, and through a bad environment, I was given to the state with my brother, and a lady from Stuttgart, Arkansas, adopted us. Yeah. And um, I grew up in uh, Stuttgart. She had a—some people don't know what this is, but a juke joint. Yeah, and I know what that is. It was soul food and a jukebox and music and food. Yeah. It's always together. Yeah. Did she um, put you to work when you were there growing up? Did you have to work in the kitchen? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do? She, she made you cook and stuff? Um, I started cooking like eight years old, man. I'm frying chicken, mashed potatoes, all that. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. And then so where did you kind of get off track? Where did that happen? You, you... Um, so if I'm going to be transparent, uh, uh, she was a, what we say today, abusive and uh, just kind of uh, when kids push back a little bit. And I went far as I could from the church because we were always going to church, but things at home weren't great. Just started getting in trouble, stealing, doing drugs, selling drugs. So back then, if you was a problem, then they sent you to the army. And that's going to fix it, right? 
it didn't fix it. Yeah. So I did my four years and I started doing exactly what I was in there for. So yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. And you yeah. told me on the phone when we first talked that you just, you, at some point you just hit rock bottom. Um, so right before COVID, I was drinking real heavy. And I was drinking real heavy for a long time. And it just got, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And at that point, my brother died not long after that. And then the next day, my wife told me she had an apartment and she no longer wanted to be with me. So, And that was my rock bottom. Everybody got their own rock bottom, but that was my rock bottom. Yeah. And, and you can either quit or push yourself back up. Yeah. And so let's just get, get going with what you got right now. So you've got, okay. a, you've got a catering company that's called Secondhand Smoke that yeah. does barbecue and you do parties and, and private events. Yeah. Uh, we was essentially... Uh, doing a lot of what we do now, the leftovers from the catering gigs, we would uh, go into the communities. Um, I'm just like communities I grew up in and just feed the people and really build relationships and, and see how people are doing, yeah. you know, and just going door to door and just seeing how, oh, man, COVID was terrible. Yeah, It was terrible in COVID because two families living in one house, and I just really uh, wanted to let people know that I'm here for them with a, a plate and just really were interested in what they're going through right now. Yeah, but yeah. what do you mean going to door to door? Do you actually go to the people's houses yes. and then ask them if they need food? Yeah, I was basically a politician with food. <laughs> So uh, we canvassed and, and just knocked on doors. Uh, I got to tell this story. Uh, we did a trailer park in Fayetteville, and it was rebel flags everywhere. And, um, I, you know, I was called all kind of things, and, you know, and I had to really dig deep. You know what I'm saying? And a couple of weeks later, all the rebel flags was gone, and, and it was all about all the relationships you build. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything, but and wow. they just did that because we connected. Wow, that's you a know? great story. And yeah. at the end of the day, we're all the same. Yeah. Well, listen, food is a great way to bridge the gap and connect and Absolutely. cross those boundaries and borders. And you're figuring out a way to connect with people one-on-one -on -one and bringing something that people need and appreciate. Is there a website, uh, Second Helping NWA? Is that yeah, uh, secondhelpingnwa.com. Dot com. Yeah, and they can go in there and donate or volunteer. Somebody wants to get involved. Yeah, all you have to do is just one thing for somebody, and it's just... It's the connectivity of that, you know, just helping. You don't have to do a lot. Everybody's help is different. Yeah, but you know. it sounds like by helping other people, it's also helped you. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the last couple of years, you've, how many people do you think you've fed? Probably close to 30,000. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got a really good team. Yeah. I got a really good team. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm really happy that we uh, that Hannah introduced us and that we got to share your story on the air. And hey, thank uh, you, I enjoy being here. Yeah, Nate, I'm glad you're here. And once again, if people want to learn more about what you're up to, secondhelpingnwa.com. And this is Nate Wells, the guy who got it all started. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for being here. It is a beautiful thing to find out how easy it is to make a difference and. Uh, how it happens everywhere. There's great stories like Nate's everywhere. We're gonna have more music from the Milk Carton Kids after a while. Right now, I wanna tell you about our next guest. Buffalo Nichols 
born in Houston, grew up in Milwaukee, and uh, he was drawn to music in all kinds of different ways. He had an opportunity to play in bands and hadn't quite found his own musical vision, and he began to travel. And he traveled to Europe, he traveled to West Africa, he traveled all over the place with his guitar, and in so doing, found a way to connect the traditions and the traditional music that he appreciated and that he learned. And he began to find ways to bring that into a contemporary vernacular, tell stories in this sort of folk music world that were relevant to today. And uh, it's been working out really well. He's played everywhere from Lollapalooza to the Newport Folk Festival. We're happy to have him here with us. Please welcome to the E-Town stage for his first visit from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Buffalo Nichols.
Thank you. Buffalo Nichols. Carl, good to see you, man. Good yeah. to have you here. Good Welcome to, to E-Town. Thank you. Yeah. Um, did I get that right about you playing around in Milwaukee, playing in bands, and then it wasn't until you, you traveled till you kind of found your, found your spot musically? Yeah, where I am right now uh, was the result of a lot of traveling. Mm. Yeah, and it's funny because I was talking to Nate about how food is a great kind of crosses every boundary and border. And music does the same thing, I imagine, when you're traveling in places where you don't share the language and you've got a guitar, mm -hmm. open some doors, right? Yeah, being able to play music, I figured out that, you know, it was uh, something that could sustain me, not just financially, but, you know, could get me to see different cultures and go different places that I wouldn't have otherwise gone. Yeah. When you were growing up in Milwaukee, did you go down to Chicago? And I, I heard you went to the was the Old Town School of Folk Music uh, from time to time. Was that a similar deal where you could find your way into different styles of music by learning and listening? Yeah, I really fell in love with kind of traditional Scandinavian music and Turkish music from wow. going there. And wow. Heard a lot of great artists, yeah. Yeah. And then so when you started traveling, uh, you found your way to West Africa or North, North Africa? Where did you go? Yeah, West Africa and uh, Senegal. Senegal, mm -hmm. yeah. You must have learned some stuff. Yeah, I spent a lot of time with the uh, griot families, which in oh, yeah. in this uh, minding kind of culture, it's a, an artist cast in a way, where they're historians and musicians and artists. and They play the, the, the kora a lot of the time, right? Yeah, a lot of them play kora um, in Senegal and in Mali. They play an instrument called the khalam or the ngoni. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of great guitar players and djembe players and everything. That's cool. And um, mostly French-speaking, or what did you, you sang in English? And Yeah, French was the, the lingua franca, and I used that to get around. Um, most people in, uh, in Dakar, at least, speak Wolof. Um, but, uh, you know, you make an effort to, to speak a little bit of the actual language. It yeah. goes a lot further than the colonial language. Yeah, and you're also the only person I know who's actually spent a bunch of time hanging out in Ukraine. So what was that like? Yeah, I started going to Ukraine in uh, 2014. A lot of people were surprised to see me there, so uh, <laughs> a lot of open doors for me. Um, yeah, and I've been going back. Actually, my career as a touring artist really started there. That was like, when I first started touring as a songwriter. Wow. And I met a lot of great musicians there. And Touring in the country of Ukraine, touring yeah. in different parts. Mm -hmm. So you traveled throughout. Yeah, seen the whole country a few times. Wow, wow. And singing in English the whole time. Yeah, um, I once made the mistake of trying to do stage banter in Russian, and they didn't appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's less popular even than that now. <laughs> um, and so it's interesting to me because when I hear the music on your first record, mm. I hear obviously the roots of the things that inspired you. I didn't hear necessarily the Turkish or the Scandinavian influences, mm. but I heard Blind Willie Johnson and Doc Watson and other things that were in there too. So. Yeah. Uh, I started out uh, my music career playing in punk bands, but then when I started to actually want to make money, I had to switch genres. So I, st <laughs> uh, I started playing a lot of folk music and, and just joining uh, bluegrass bands as a guitar player for hire. It wasn't really a career goal, it was just a pay rent goal. But I learned a lot trying to pay rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and now you've got these moments where you're, uh, you know, playing these big festivals and, and you know, playing Newport. And mm -hmm. I'm sure some of that is 
surprising, but it also seems like it's a, a, a long overnight success, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people never heard of me, and then they see me at Newport, and they it, maybe it seems like it happened pretty quickly, but it was... Uh, I'm like 15 years into my music career, and this is my first album. It's because I can't stick to one thing. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I hope, the, uh, I hope the variety of what you're after and what you're trying to do keeps, you know, evolving and... You know, obviously you're a great listener, you know, traveling around, and that's such a big part of playing music is just just listening. It is, and uh, I was actually listening to the Milk Carton kids earlier, and they managed to be both self-deprecating and insult the audience directly. <laughs> I just wanted to... <laughs> I haven't quite seen it pulled off like that, so yeah. I just wanted to... <laughs> There's always something to learn, yeah. There's always <laughs> yeah. something to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be able to kind of get to know you and get to know your music a little bit. And, and anyway, let's get back to playing some music and welcome back, if you would, yeah. Buffalo Nichols. We're going to do one together, right? Eh? You want to play together? Yeah, let's do that one. Yeah. This is an old song called Life Goes On. It's old for me, I wrote it. <laughs> Something that I need to say Yeah 
something goes wrong, just remember it's because we haven't rehearsed and someone uh, made a mistake. Okay. <laughs> Get my hopes this high 
life of sin and brought me to my knees Love could have been the cure but your love was a disease And the way you hurt me showed me how to love The way you hurt me showed me how to love The way you hurt me showed me how to love Nichols from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The CD is called Buffalo Nichols out on Fat Possum Records along with E-Tones, Bradley Morris, Christian Teal, Adam Bodine. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 E-Town videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forrester. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E10 on stations like KPSQ, Community Powered Radio, in Fayetteville, Bentonville, Arkansas, on WAPS in Akron, Ohio, and on KBRW in Barrow, Alaska. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of the things we're up to at E10, you can find all kinds of stuff at etown.org. So uh, I mentioned earlier that I came to Arkansas intentionally when I was a teenager. And there was a funky music store in the West Village in New York City called the Music Inn. And my sister bought a dulcimer there that was made by a guy from Northeast Arkansas named Lynn McSpadden. 
And as a 17-year-old kid, I was uh, directionless and uh, not sure what was going on. But I did decide that I wanted to learn how to fix and repair and maybe build guitars and other instruments. And I zeroed in on the dulcimer. And I thought, man, that's going to be great. I'm going to hitchhike all the way from New York and visit this dulcimer maker named Lynn McSpadden in Mountain View, Arkansas. And of course, um, no internet, no whatever. So I just showed up at his shop one day. And uh, I did, I will say that uh, from I-40 to Mountain View, Arkansas, I did a lot of walking. Yeah, that was, that was not easy hitchhiking territory for a guy with a backpack and a banjo. That was, uh, that was not uh, my finest moment. But in any event, I showed up and Lynn couldn't be bothered, but uh, I uh, gleaned a couple of little tricks from him in his shop and it was cool. And I got to sort of fall into that little community in and around Mountain View and play some music and learn some tunes. It was cool. It was my... Uh, was my Shangri-La for a minute. Anyway, that's how, um, that's how I first came to Arkansas, more uh, later. Right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage from Southern California, the Milk Garden Kids. Could we do an intro to this song where you don't play Norwegian well? Come on! <laughs> I didn't play Norwegian. Now I will play Norwegian well. No, don't. <laughs> Almost. Change one note, I think we're in the clear. <laughs> From a copyright perspective. Okay, wait, what is, um, oh yeah, we don't need a clean applause. I was going to ask you for a clean applause, but you wouldn't have applauded anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun. All right, let's get an applause to go into this song. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. my hand, leaned over, said, let's call it a night. Twice a day, even a broken clock's bound to be right. I followed you inside, watched as you turned out the light. I'd never loved anyone so bad I'd put up a fight You were always forgetting everything you've done in your life You say I won't remember this morning I remember you smiled at me one time in the rising moonlight. I never saw anything white or shining so bright. Will Oh 
I waited till I knew you'd finally fallen asleep. Told myself you could still hear me somehow in your dreams. I whispered, I love you, I'm sorry, nothing. You're always there with me everywhere I go. I cannot wait to come home. Will you remember me when we were young? When we had nothing, when we had nowhere to be. Will you? Climbing the fences, running through the night. I never wanted to leave. Will you remember me? Thank you. Thanks, y'all, very much. The Milk Carton Kids. So annoying, so charming. Can't help but love them. We've got time for one more song. We're going to get everybody out here and do one more song. And we, uh, we thought long and hard about what we wanted to wind up with. And we chose a song written by an Arkansas native, Blaze Foley. We're going to leave you with this one. I do want to thank everybody who's been on the show. Thanks to Buffalo Nichols for coming down from Milwaukee and being a part of E-Town for the first time. Thanks to Nate Walls for coming over from Fayetteville and sharing his uh, stories about the great work his organization, Second Helping NWA, is doing. Thanks to the E-Tones, our house band, Helen Forster. Thanks to the Milk Carton Kids, our crew volunteers and staff here at the Momentary. Sing along if you want to. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. I'm going down to the Greyhound station Gonna buy a ticket to ride I'm gonna find that lady With two or three kids And sit down by her side Ride till the sun comes up and down Round about two or three times Smoking cigarettes in the last seat Sing a song for the people I meet And get along with it all Where the people say y'all I'd like to stay but I might have to go To start over again Might go back down to Texas Go to somewhere that I've never been Get up in the morning Go out at night Won't have to go home Get used to being alone Change the words of this song Start singing again
pass of memories Just to have somewhere to go Count the days and nights That it takes to get back in the saddle again Feed the pigeons some clay Turn the night into day And start talking again When I know what to say I'm going down to the Greyhound station Gonna buy a ticket to ride I'm gonna find that lady With two or three kids And sit down by her side I'm gonna ride till the sun comes up and down Round about two or three times Smoking cigarettes in the last seat Sing a song for the people I meet And get along with it all This is a production of E-Town. There you have it, E-Town on the Road in Bentonville, Arkansas. Thanks to everybody who was on that show. We had a good time. We went to the art museum. We did all the stuff. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.